Comedian Jamie Kilstein talks about a lot of tricky topics in his act. His YouTube videos are rife with rants about male privilege, rape culture, and the dominance of bros in the atheist community. It seems like he's on tour most of the time, but he still finds the hours to host the podcast Citizen Radio with Allison Kilkenny, with whom he also wrote the book Newsfail, Feminism, Climate Change, Gun Control, and other fun stuff we talk about because nobody else will. I talked with Jamie about his role as a white, straight, cisgender dude talking about feminist and progressive issues. We talked about the time he tried to reclaim a word for a joke that wasn't his to reclaim and how it went horribly wrong. I was wondering if there's ever been a time when you've learned from from your critics. I mean, your material deals with so many tricky issues yeah. and so much complicated stuff. Has there ever been a time when you've made jokes or talked about a subject and then people have said, hey, you were wrong, yep. or here's a different perspective, and you've been like, yes, exactly, yep. you're right. Yeah, so I start getting these breaks, and one of my jokes that does the best is has the the homophobic slur the f word in it right and it's not me going after gay people it's not me calling a gay person that word um but i'm doing it in the quote-unquote ironic voice of the bigot right it has a southern accent um and i'm making fun of bigotry i'm reclaiming the word like your podcast says and uh i do it and it kills it was a funny joke um and the joke kills and i use the word not because what well, I tell myself is I'm making a political statement, but I use the word uh, in reality because the the word joke structure wise, the last syllable of that word has a big pop and I knew people would respond to it. So the first horrifying thing that happened, followed by the second, followed by the worst, and then I'm done. <laughs> Uh, like I just kept thinking like this can't get worse and it just like it gets so comically bad Sarah like it's okay I also want to say this was like eight years ago or maybe like six I don't know man but it was at least like at least five years ago so I'm on stage in Chicago which is where I taped my CD uh, this first CD and sold out two shows or like 400 seats Chicago is just one of those cities I do really well in and I do the joke, and the joke crushes, as it always crushes. And this kid, who looks like a kid, he looks like he's like 17 years old, he comes up to me at the merch table, and in the least aggressive way of fashion, or possible, um, you know, it's not Twitter, I'm face-to-face, he's a fucking sweetheart, he looks like a baby. He goes... I really, really like your stand-up, and it means so much to me that you've like talked about gay rights and stuff like that. But just so you know, and I'm, I may not be the only one, when I hear that word, um, no matter what the context is, it really triggers um, these emotions of when I was young and being like bullied. And so I'm very sweet to him. I'm like, oh, I totally understand, blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves, and in my comic brain I go well that guy doesn't get how comedy works like he doesn't understand being gay and listening to comedy I get it and so I kept doing it we, we should note that, that you're straight you're not a gay guy no yeah I think that's, I said that up top not... yeah sorry I'm very straight I'm very cis I'm very uh, fucking that dude um, and 
So, yeah. So I go, um, so I keep doing it. And I'm doing it a little hesitantly, but I'm doing it. And so I'm doing this, like, audition or something in New York. And the set's really conservative. There's literally a cowboy hat in the audience, which, like, I'm like, I didn't think those were real, but they are. And it was in my audience. And I'm bombing. I'm just, like, eating shit. And I'm talking about left-wing things. I'm talking about the war. I'm talking about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I go, so this is thing two, the horror. Uh, In my head, I go, I know what will win them back. This joke. But I don't say this joke in my head. And I don't say the LGBT joke. Um, I say the F word joke in my head, in my progressive straight ally head. And I'm temporarily horrified, and I say the joke, and the joke crushes. Cowboy hat fucking loves it. I can still remember this. And I you go, you can see that guy in in in, in the audience laughing, uh, and you're oh, like, yeah. I got that guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, they're not laughing at the joke. They're laughing and like nudging each other and clapping because someone said that word into a microphone, right? And and it doesn't even necessarily mean that they're like, yeah, we're gonna go hate crime some gays afterwards but it's enough that one if there was a gay kid around that that's horrifying if they were in the audience and two they're still applauding this like terrible word that 95 percent is used in a hateful way right um, like by straight people so so that was number two and that was enough for me to be like i'm not doing this joke anymore no way no way am i doing this joke anymore if cowboy hat dude is laughing at it, it's off the book. Then I am wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, then I am just structurally incorrect about the meaning of this joke. Yeah, exactly. So um, I get my, like, first or second TV show. And it's half stand-up, half, like, panel, you know? And um, the host loves that joke. And the host recommends that I do that joke. And I said, oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that joke. And he goes, come on, man. Freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. And he's a friend of mine, so I won't like say his name. But and I tell him that story, expecting him to be like sympathetic, you know. And he's like, that's why you got to, di-, you know, like artist talk, right? Like, that's why you got to do it. We're pushing the boundaries and like, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Um, He doesn't care. So. I'm like debating. I'm like, this was still probably, this was like maybe four or five years ago. And I'm like, do I do this joke? Um, I don't want to do it, but what happens if he sets it up and I I just have nothing to say? So, uh, so I'm debating it very much leaning towards the side of not doing it. And somebody from the crew emails me. Um, I guess they have my personal email or whatever. And she goes, hey, I'm so excited you're doing this show. I've been a fan of yours forever. My kids are huge fans of yours. Um, And like, get this, get how cool I am. They're like 12 years old, right? And they live in a very liberal, quote unquote, part of the country, Um, which means they vote Democrat, but they like gentrify the shit out of everything and are rich and probably racist. So, uh, so they go, uh. They were like, uh, recently he had a birthday party and we thought it would be fun if we showed you how much they like you. And we had all of the kids 
recite one of your jokes. And oh, I, no. And I attach Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. <laughs> Dude, the second, the second I saw the video, my, I almost threw up. I'm like, I know what it is. I know what it is. I 100% know what this fucking joke is. I, I, I know, and I'm horrified. And uh, my partner, Allison's next to me, and I plug in my headphones because I'm like, uh, she's going to hear what sounds like a march to uh, a hate rally. And I put on the... Um, I put on this, the screen and it is just a line of Aryan children of just, I mean, fucking blonde hair, blue eye, like poster children, uh, for, uh, what they would call the superior race. And in goddamn like Broadway unison, they all chant the punchline, the you better back the fuck up, and then they hit it. And I, like, start, like, cry, Like, I'm just, like, destroyed. I'm destroyed. I email her back. I'm like, you have to go have a fucking talk with these children about, like, LGBT rights and, like, blah, blah, blah. It's my fault. It's my joke. But I was like, you have to talk to them, and you have to explain that, like, I don't do that joke anymore because of that. And I wrote this, like, pages and pages of emails. Um... Fun fact, I don't know what aired. I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a while. But uh, the joke's about Texas. And there's one point, because uh, I'm on the show uh, with a southern uh, pretty famous comedian, very famous comedian, much more famous than me. Um, there's one point where the host goes to set up the joke and is like, Jamie, you're, uh, you've been to Texas. You have a lot of thoughts on that, right? And I go, yep. And he goes, yeah. So, like, what are your uh, what are your thoughts? And I'm like... <laughs> You know, man, like you, everyone was nice to me and like, <laughs> that's it. Like the rest of the show was great. Uh, so they probably edited that out. So that sounds like the lesson you learned from that is that you should have listened to the sweet faced kid who came up and told you at the very beginning that yeah, doesn't and, sit right with me. Right. And not wait till I'm on fucking television. And like, look, every for every 99 complaints a comedian gets or you guys get or we get on citizen radio there is going to be that person usually oddly enough like a white straight cis dude who it's like they have made it their job to be like more progressive than everyone else where it's like oh you don't say this well do you not say this and you know they're very 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 rare um that that happens and you can usually tell with the tone right where they just want to like throw their bona fides at you or whatever um but that's really rare and like my whole deal is like if you're supposedly defending oh when you see this on twitter too when like a white dude or an ally is called out by the person they're supposedly defending you just see the facade drop so fast right where they're like oh you're a fucking humorless bitch or whatever and it's like yo you're arguing you were calling yourself a feminist like two seconds ago, and the second they're called out, they freak out. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple rule, right? If you want to be an ally or if you want to defend a certain group of people, then you fucking listen to that group of people and don't think you know better or don't wait till you go on television. Um, like you listen to them, right? If I want to be a good ally to trans people, I'm not going to like wing it. I'm going to listen to trans people. I'm going to read what trans people said. If I say something problematic and I get an email, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're sensitive. Because you know what I don't know about? Being fucking trans. Like, I don't have to deal with that. I'm not that, you know. Um, I want to talk to you about a, a word or a, an area where 
you can actually talk about the language and you do feel like you're on steady ground and you can and uh, you're representative of the group. Um, right. And one thing I want to talk about with you is is the label of atheist, since you identify as an atheist. And right now there's a really big conversation about uh, the problems with the atheist movement or however you want to describe it in the United States. Um, can you talk to me about identifying as an atheist and and how you've tried to be an advocate for, uh, let's see, a, a feminist atheism and how that's come into conflict with uh, people who are sort of the most public figures of atheism right now? I don't know. Atheists are so cocky, but it's like we all believed in something different when we were kids, right? Like every once in a while you meet someone who's like, well, I was an atheist when I was nine. And I'm like, oh, I bet you were fun to hang out with. Like you sound <laughs> terrible. You sound like the worst. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want a part of that. Uh, so with me again, like super embarrassing, but when I met my wife, uh, I was agnostic. Um, at this point I was railing on the church for homophobia and sexism on stage. I think I was like 22 when I met, uh, Allison, I'm like 33 now. Um, and so yeah, we've been together for like 10 years. Um, and so we're doing that sort of like, you know, first date dance where it's like, She's like, I'm progressive. And I'm like, I'm progressive. And she's like, I'm vegan. And I'm like, I'm vegan. And then I swear to God, this happened. Uh, I go, I'm agnostic. And she goes, I'm an atheist. And remember, I am on stage being like, fuck God, I'm Bill Hicks, blah, blah, blah. She goes, I'm, I go, I'm agnostic. And she goes, I'm atheist. And I go, but you're going to go to hell. And like those words no. just came out of my mouth. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. And she was – because I would never met. I just moved to New York. I'd never met someone who called themselves an atheist. I had such like this like devil connotation with it where like, yeah, I'm like on stage. I'm like, dude, the church is blah, blah, blah. And then I meet my future wife and I'm like, don't say you're an atheist or else we can't hold hands in heaven. Like it was so ridiculous. <laughs> where did that come from? That's so funny. Dude, I have no idea. I mean, again, like I didn't go to church or synagogue, but like – I really believed in God. Like I really did. I always, I mean, part of it's that I'm like narcissistic to a point. I'm like really self-hating, but really narcissistic too, where I'm like, it's all about me. God's watching me and wants me to overcome these things. You know what I mean? Um, and I had a rough childhood. Like I had a lot of issues growing up and family stuff. And so you kind of want to hope that someone or something uh, is going to fix things when you feel like you can't fix things. Right. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. And when I first became atheist, like lots of you guys, probably when you first became atheist, you just want to like shove it in everyone's face. And like, I'm sorry, but to me now, and I can like, you know, tell you how I've changed over the course. But for me now, um, <clears throat> before we even get into like fucking Bill Maher and all those guys, um, you know, if I see someone being homophobic over religion or sexist over religion or racist or whatever or shaming poor people because of religion, then I can be like, fuck your religion, fuck your God, right? But so many atheists when we first become atheists because we just want everyone to know and we know all these things suddenly that we didn't know and everyone who believes in God is stupid because we're making up for the years that we believe stuff and we're pissed off about it. Like if I see someone praying over Hurricane Katrina, I see memes like that for my liberal friends um, that are like, you know, I saw one the other day. I got so mad. I think I unfollowed this person. Um, it was like a meme where it was like, woman thanks God for, you know, 
like getting her a new house after her house burned down or something like that. And they're like, ha, get it? Because that woman's house burned down and God did that. So isn't she fucking stupid? As opposed to being like, hey, man, like her house just burned down. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's terrible. That's so. Why would you use this to like rub it in this? Like, clearly still very poor woman's uh, face, right? Yeah, so, it's, it's like there's there's I think there's a reputation for atheists being condescending um, and self-righteous. You know, that's kind of like the, the image of, of atheism in in society. And that's defined a lot by um, the people who are in some ways the leaders of the most public face of, of atheism in the country. Totally. And I mean, you know, you guys obviously talk about like a lot of feminism. I mean, you see this sometimes when like. Feminists say like racist stuff or when feminists say like transphobic stuff. And the problem is not even feminists or LGBT people. You know, the problem is like, who do we always look for as our media people? Well, good looking, rich, straight or white people. Or if, you know, um, it's LGBT issues, uh, white males, you know, a lot of times will be the majority. And so that's kind of what's going to happen. Um, you know, by default, it's going to go to very loud, uh, successful white dudes. Right. But to me, what I saw was, this is during the Bush years, people using religion to wage wars, to oppress women, to oppress LGBT people. That's sort of what was in the news. Right. And then everyone else, I just thought I was going to be their savior where I would show them that. A, a life led for you is more rewarding than a life led for some entity, which I believe like for me, for sure. Um, but you know, like I was an adult, but you know, when you're a teenager and you discover a new band and you're like, time to rub this band in all my friends faces. Like I've been listening to them for a decade and you just like, all you want to do is talk about it. It was like that. Uh, but with atheism, yeah, it's like the only band in the world is the Rolling Stones. I just discovered them. I just discovered them. Maybe you've Ro- heard of them. Yeah, they're going to be big once I tell my lunch table about them. Yeah, exactly. And, and to me, Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins are liberal because I still haven't really like discovered what the word privilege means. But to me, it's like I went into atheism because I'm like, I want to defend gay people. I want to defend women. So I'm looking up Sam Harris on YouTube because I just want to see everything this guy's done. And I'm like, oh, man, he's on Fox News. Cool. He's on Bill O'Reilly. Awesome. I bet he's debating him. I bet this YouTube clip's going to be Sam Harris destroys uh, Bill O'Reilly or whatever. And I click it and they're agreeing because they're talking about Islam. Doesn't mention Christianity. Doesn't mention Catholicism. Doesn't mention any predominantly white religions. They are just going to town on how, you know, all terrorist attacks are Muslims and, you know, uh, Islam is a, uh, religion of hate, a religion of violence. And I'm like super uncomfortable. Basically, I think the point we're at now is that these, um, these white rich guys who are largely often sexist and racist have been allowed to define atheism image for the country. They have been the figureheads of atheism and they are the people that are looked to as the experts who write the books, who get the TV shows, yep. um, who are looked to as, as the experts of atheism. 
And it's and that's hurtful to other people who identify as atheists or even agnostic or non-religious um, because they're like, I'm not like those dudes. You know, why does atheism have to have this bro culture? Yeah. So as somebody who's an atheist, I'm wondering, what do you feel like we we can do to help redefine what the word means or reclaim the word atheist from the from the bro contingent? So speak up. I mean, that's the biggest thing I got to I think what atheists have to do. I think a lot of atheists, especially women, because they're like just shut out of the community, like straight up. If you hear some of the sexist stuff these guys say, um, or they're just not invited to conferences, um, with some exceptions, um, you know, you have to just speak up, uh, especially if you have a platform. And it's like to me, atheists should be on the front line of every social justice march, of every pro-choice. Um, March of every LGBT rights march, um, obviously separation of church and state, science uh, in school, stuff like that. But to me, it was this really freeing thing where it's like, no, I'm not going to go to hell because I think LGBT people should have equal rights. And if I am going to, you know, if there is a God and he does believe that, that God's a dick and I don't want a part of him either. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's just like, just be loud about it and being like, this isn't my atheism. This isn't my belief. I mean, atheism is supposed to be a non-belief anyway. Why do we have these like conferences that look like these like bizarre, all white, uh, racist, like, you know, clans meetings. That's terrible. I don't want that. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, that's my idea. That was comedian Jamie Kilstein. You can listen to him and Allison Kilkenny on the podcast Citizen Radio or catch him on tour, which he is on seemingly all of the time. Look him up. <laughs>